Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. President Obama is set to speak ahead of the U.N. General Assembly. The president is in Manhattan today. This is his eighth and final address at the U.N. General Assembly, but ahead of that, uh, attacks occurring in New York and New Jersey. The president set to speak uh, and make remarks on those address. Uh, the, the, uh, this was not a scheduled uh, event for the president. He is uh, coming to the stage now, and you can hear him. Let's listen in on President Obama. that occurred here in New York City and New Jersey and the other device uh, that have been found in New Jersey. Uh, I've been monitoring the situation closely and receiving frequent updates from my team, and I've just been briefed again by FBI Director Comey. In addition, I've had a chance to speak with Governors Cuomo and Christie, as well as Mayor de Blasio. Uh, we've seen what was apparently a pipe bomb go off in New Jersey, in Seaside Park, where it could have seriously injured our U.S. Marines and spectators who were there for a race. The bombing in the Chelsea neighborhood here in New York injured more than two dozen people. We are extremely fortunate and grateful that nobody was killed. And our prayers go out to all of those who have been injured. Uh, we want to wish them a speedy recovery. Uh, I especially want to commend all the outstanding police and first responders in both New York City and New Jersey for their extraordinary professionalism and their quick response, which surely prevented even more people from being hurt and ensure that people got assistance quickly. Now, the investigation is moving rapidly, and as is my practice, I'm going to leave it to the FBI and law enforcement to provide details. I think everybody is aware at this point that there is uh, a person of interest uh, who is the focus of uh, the investigation, and uh, the FBI can give you further details in terms of how that is proceeding. Uh, I told Governors Cuomo and Christie and Mayor de Blasio that they and their teams will continue to have all federal support as they move ahead with their investigations in tracking down every lead and working to keep the people of this city and of this region safe. Uh, law enforcement is asking for the help of the community. And so to everybody in this region, uh, I want to repeat what we've said before. If you see something suspicious, then you need to say something. Contact local law enforcement. Uh, in the meantime, I would ask that the press try to refrain from getting out ahead of the investigation. Uh, I am extraordinarily happy with the cooperation that's been taking place with, between the FBI uh, and state and local law enforcement officials. Uh, they are moving smartly on this investigation. Uh, it does not help if uh, false reports uh, or incomplete information is out there. So try to, as much as possible, uh, stick to what our investigators say because they actually know what they're talking about. Uh, meanwhile, I know that the United Nations meetings here every year already create an additional workload for New York. Uh, but given the UN meetings, we also have a particularly high level of federal resources here to help as needed. 
We're going to make sure that everybody is working together seamlessly as one team to get to the bottom of what happened, to find those responsible, and to make sure that justice is done. Meanwhile, while all this is going on in New York and New Jersey, we're also focused on the stabbing attack at the shopping mall in Minnesota. Uh, at this point, we see no connection between that incident and what happened here in New York and New Jersey. Uh, our attention there is on the people who were injured. And again, we are very grateful that no one lost their life. Thanks to the quick action of a brave off-duty police officer, the suspect was killed, and we avoided more people being hurt. I had a chance also to speak with Governor Dayton this morning. Uh, I assured him that we will provide all the assistance that he needs in the investigation. Uh, the FBI is investigating uh, the Minnesota incident as a potential act of terrorism. Uh, we will direct the full resources of the federal government uh, to make sure that the investigation goes forward uh, aggressively. And finally, I want to take this opportunity to reassure the people in this city, this region, and Americans across our country that our counterterrorism and law enforcement professionals at every level, federal, state, and local, are working together around the clock to prevent attacks and to keep us safe. They are the best of the best. Over the years, they have thwarted many plots and saved many lives, and we are incredibly grateful for their service today and every single day. We will continue to lead the global coalition in the fight to destroy ISIL, which is uh, instigating a lot of uh, people over the Internet uh, to carry out attacks. Uh, we are going to continue to go after them. We're going to take out their leaders. We're going to take out their infrastructure. They are continuing to lose ground in Iraq and in Syria. And later today, I'll be meeting with Prime Minister Abadi of Iraq to discuss uh, the need to sustain that momentum. As we take away more of their territory, it exposes ISIL as the failed cause that it is, and it helps to undermine their ideology, which over time will make it harder for them to recruit and inspire people to violence. And we're going to continue to enlist uh, tech companies and community and religious leaders to push back against online extremist content and all messages of hate. You know, at moments like this, uh, I think it's important to remember what terrorists and violent extremists are trying to do. Uh, they are trying to hurt innocent people, but they also want to inspire fear in all of us and disrupt the way we live uh, to undermine our values. The president speaking from Manhattan today, uh, discussing the bombings in New York and New Jersey, and we interrupt this uh, due to some breaking news. Uh, we have uh, Aaron Katursky, ABC's Aaron Katursky, with us. Uh, Aaron, what uh, what do we have? Ahmed Rahami, the 28-year-old American citizen uh, of Afghan descent, has been taken into custody in Linden, New Jersey, not far from where pipe bombs were discovered when homeless men were digging through the garbage. One of those devices went off as it was being rendered safe. Uh, there was an altercation between Rahami and police in Linden, New Jersey, uh, resulting in the shooting of at least one officer. We believe Rahami was also shot, and he's on his way to the hospital now. ABC's Aaron Katursky in Manhattan. Uh, police have uh, announced that the uh, sus, or at least a person of interest in the bombings in both New York and New Jersey, Ahmad Rahami, has been taken into custody. One officer was shot. During that incident, uh, we will return now to the president who's speaking uh, on the incident and the bombings in New York and New Jersey. Undermine our way of life. Uh, that's the kind of strength uh, 
that uh, makes me so proud to be an American. And that's the kind of strength that is going to be absolutely critical, uh, not just in the days to come, but uh, in the years to come. By showing uh, those who want to do us harm that they will never beat us, by showing the entire world that as Americans we do not and never will give in to fear, uh, that's going to be the most important ingredient uh, in us defeating uh, those who would carry out terrorist acts against us. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. And as I said, uh, you will be receiving, I'm sure, ongoing briefings from both the FBI and local law enforcement in terms of the details uh, of uh, the investigation. President Obama speaking there from Manhattan uh, on the bombings incidences in New New York and New Jersey, and obviously the breaking news coming down as the president wraps up uh, that suspect Ahmad Rahami has been taken into custody uh, right now. Uh, he's there's there, there's images of him being taken, put into the back of an ambulance uh, with apparent blood up on his arm. Uh, there was an incident and a shooting as he was taken into custody. One officer was shot in this. Uh, Rahami obviously being the person of interest in both the bombings in uh, Seaside, New Jersey and New York. And police are certainly uh, wanted to question him in those bombings. Uh, they linked him through cell phones found on some of the devices. And uh, let's return now to ABC's Aaron Katursky, uh with with more. Ahmed Rahami was uh, seen on surveillance video at the scene of the explosion and also four blocks north on 27th Street, where an undetonated pressure cooker was found. Uh, they also tracked him using a cell phone that was found with the pressure cooker. Uh, Rahami uh, was uh, taken into custody in Linden, New Jersey, a short time ago after some kind of a shooting altercation with police. Uh, at least one officer is believed to have been shot, as was uh, Rahami. We believe he's on his way to the hospital now. Uh, word right now, Aaron, how they uh, ended up tracking down Rahami. I know that uh, here in New York, many of us on our cell phones received uh, alerts on our cell phones that we see similar to those used in Amber Alerts. Uh, I've never seen that used for that purpose before. So obviously the attention and the focus to to find him was significant. Uh, do we have any idea? Was this uh, luck of a traffic stop uh, that they spotted his car? Or do we do we no, know no, at this Mark, point? They, they took him. They took him into custody after this altercation in New Jersey. They were able to track him using the cell phone that was found at the scene of the undetonated pressure cooker. They also found his image on surveillance video from the 23rd Street explosion in New York's Chelsea neighborhood. He was also spotted on surveillance images four blocks north from 27th Street. That's where the, the undetonated pressure cooker was found. Once they found the pressure cooker with the cell phone, they were able to use that to help track down Rahami. 28 years old, uh, no apparent connection uh, to uh, any kind of foreign terror group, but authorities are still running down his background. He does have a, uh, a small criminal record, a couple, uh, couple of things on his record, uh, though nothing uh, predicating uh, what it is alleged that he may have done as it relates to the explosions, the bombings in New York and New Jersey. It should be noted that authorities are set to brief us here at police headquarters in about an hour's time, uh, and they themselves were just learning about the shooting altercation that apparently has led to him being in custody. ABC's Aaron Katursky in Manhattan again uh, just minutes ago getting word that uh, a person of interest in the bombings in New York and New Jersey, Ahmed Ramadi, was uh, taken into custody, uh, put into the back of an ambulance with uh, what could be what could be seen as uh, blood on his shoulder. Uh, an officer was shot in that altercation. I want to bring in uh, former FBI agent Steve Gomez and uh, 
Steve, when we look at now that he's this this person of interest is in is in custody, uh, certainly there's uh, he's being taken to the hospital. But beyond that, uh, what would be the next move for law enforcement to try and uh, continue moving forward with this investigation? Well, the, especially given the circumstances of there's potentially four devices that were put in play, uh, two went off, two were um, were located. Um, they are going to be working as fast as possible to identify any of his associates, uh, co-conspirators, anybody that he was in contact with leading up to uh, Saturday. And, uh, and they are going to be investigating uh, you know, his online uh, profile. You know, what was he doing on the Internet? You know, any of the cell phones uh, and the emails that he was using, they're going to be tearing through the metadata that, uh, that comes from those devices. And they're going to be identifying who those individuals are. They're going to, you're going to have hundreds and, and, and even thousands of investigators involved in this, analysts as well, churning that information as fast as possible to try to determine if there were others that were helping him commit this horrible crime. Former FBI Special Agent and ABC News contributor Steve Gomez. Uh, I also want to turn now to ABC's Alex Stone, who will uh, give it, be able to provide us with uh, a little bit of an overview here, uh, Alex, on what the latest uh, in this investigation into both of these incidences in New Jersey and uh, New York. Yeah, and Mark, as we are getting uh, new information about how this uh, all went down in the last couple of hours uh, with Rahami uh, in the last hour or so, uh, with him being taken down, we are now seeing pictures of him on a stretcher being put into uh, an ambulance in Linden, New Jersey, not far away from Elizabeth, where he apparently lived. And uh, I want to turn to ABC's Aaron Katursky. And Aaron, what do we know about uh, how this happened? Uh, the, the shootout, there were some reports of uh, an active shooter call initially, some sort of an exchange of gunfire. What do we know happened? Not much, Alex. This all unfolded within the, the last several minutes. And in fact, it was as President Obama was speaking that we really got confirmation that Ahmed Rahami was uh, taken down. And in fact, one senior law enforcement official tells us that he is believed to be the bomber. Remember, he was never called a suspect or a person of interest. He was simply wanted by the FBI for questioning in connection to the explosion here in New York and also in Seaside Park, New Jersey. Uh, it appears that authorities, once they put his name and picture out there this morning, were able to quickly track him down. We don't know whether he was still in his older model blue Honda, as authorities has, had told us he was driving. Uh, but he, there was a shootout with police in Linden, New Jersey, not far from where he lived in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Elizabeth, by the way, Alex, is also where they found uh, pipe bombs. Homeless men rummaging through the trash near the Elizabeth, New Jersey train station found pipe bombs. One of them went off as the bomb squad tried to render it safe. Uh, but there was this shootout with police in Linden. Uh, one officer, at least we believe, was shot. Uh, and uh, Rahami was, was injured in that altercation as well. He is now in custody in the hospital being treated for his injuries. And on that stretcher being put into an ambulance in Linden, we can see he appears to be conscious. Uh, his head is moving around. He is bandaged up on the arm with what appears to be some blood uh, soaking through that bandage, uh, but doesn't look like the, that he was unconscious or deceased when he was put into that ambulance. Uh, looks like he was definitely conscious uh, at that time. Uh, and and uh, going up to this point, Aaron, uh, it seemed like from what Mayor de Blasio was saying today, that they did have a track on this guy, that while they may not have specifically known where he was, they felt like, and, and we may not know specifics at this point, but they felt like they knew the general direction he was heading in. 
Well, it's hard to know because they stopped members of his family uh, coming over the Verrazano Bridge from Staten Island, getting onto the Belt Parkway. There had been fear, perhaps, that they were headed toward the airport, but that's only uh, speculation. The the authorities uh, took his relatives uh, into custody for questioning, but Rahami was not among them. They then put out word to us earlier this morning that they were looking for an Ahmed Rahami, 28 years old, uh, born in, uh, in 1988 and a uh, 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 Afghan descent, uh, lived in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So it appears he didn't get very far because where he was taken into custody in this shootout with police in Linden, New Jersey, is right nearby. Uh, and Alex, there is uh, an increasing belief among law enforcement officials who are talking to that he is the bomber, the one responsible for the explosions uh, here in New York and also in New Jersey. Aaron, I'll let you collect uh, more information there. I want to turn back to former head of the uh, L.A. FBI office, ABC News analyst Steve Gomez. Steve, he didn't get very far. He was pretty close to home. For a suspect, is that pretty common that uh, they, they stick close to what they know? Well, I think they, uh, they're ready to go down with a fight. I mean, and, and it sounds like uh, this guy did that. I mean, there, there's an officer that's been wounded. So we'll have to get more details as to how the actual apprehension occurred. But it it, it seems like a lot of these guys, they recognize that, you know, trying to get through the, uh, you know, the airport or or take some type of transportation that, you know, they they know that law enforcement is going to be all over it once the devices explode or or it's known that there's been a potential attack or an attack. So, uh, you know, clearly these uh, these what looks like a terrorist attack and these terrorists are prepared to fight, not just put the bombs and then try to escape, but they're going to try to, you know, go down in what they call martyrdom and they have a, you know, a firefight with law enforcement. And that's probably what happened here. If you're just joining us right now, this uh, breaking information, developing uh, news coming in right now, 28 year old uh, Ahmed Khan Rahami, the suspect uh, in the bombings in New York and New Jersey, now in custody. This happening in the last couple of minutes while President Obama was uh, giving a statement from New York, where the president happens to be right now for the U.N. General Assembly. And as uh, Rahami was being put into an ambulance, uh, we have seen that uh, he appeared to be conscious, his head moving back and forth. He was bandaged up. Uh, In that bandage, there was blood. It appeared to be soaking through the bandage that was on his arm. His exact injuries, uh, not all that apparent because it looked like he had uh, an ambulance... uh, sheet over most of his body as they were putting him in to the back of that ambulance with a lot of uh, police protection. And I go back now to to Steve Gomez. And uh, Steve, when I talk about distance, uh, why wouldn't a suspect try to get out of that immediate area? Is it that they know that area so well? They know the streets. They know the people. Why go any distance away? I I think so. I think the fact that they are familiar with their surroundings there and uh, they probably have the ability to have uh, additional weaponry, whether it's firearms and ammunition, whether it's additional explosive devices. They, they are going to be able to uh, dictate the follow-up attack or the follow-up firefight that's going to occur that they're probably expecting. I'm sure this individual knew that at some point they were going to figure out that he was the person. I mean, it, it, it's too common now that we see these type of attacks and, uh, and the suspect is found right away. They all know that. They see that. So that's probably what he was prepared for. Yeah, not, uh, not far away from Elizabeth, uh, where he's from. We're expecting a news conference coming up in the next uh, 15 or 20 minutes from the NYPD. That was planned before Rahami was taken into custody. We expect that that news conference is still going to happen 
uh, with the latest on the investigation and likely at that time an official announcement of this arrest that we now know about. ABC's Aaron Katursky, who's been on this since the beginning. Aaron, his arrest by no means puts an end to this case. They, they still believe there could be more people involved. Uh, Aaron, we understand, is uh, collecting information. So we'll uh, we'll get back to him. And, and I'll, I'll pose that question to, to Steve Gomez. If you were running this investigation, the fact that Rahami is now in custody, if you have one suspect in custody, something of this size, where there were multiple uh, bombs that were placed uh, in New Jersey and in New York, uh, that you would have to suspect that there may be more people involved. Exactly. And, and again, these suspects, these bad guys, these terrorists, they, they have seen San Bernardino, Orlando. They've seen all of these. So they, are, they know the way law enforcement is going to respond. Now, as you said, this is a situation where you have four devices planted in four different locations. Two of them you know, are, are close to each other. The other two are fairly close as well. But still, you have to wonder that this has to be a coordinated type of attack and the deployment of explosives. So there, there has to have been somebody else that was involved. Um, the financing of how he was able to acquire the device or make up the device and the materials that go into that kind of bomb and, and the explosion that occurred, you know, that, that takes money. I mean, did he have the ability to pay for all that? If he didn't, where did the money come from? Where did he get that expertise? expertise did he travel to some place in the middle east or europe and then make his way to uh, syria or someplace else those are the things that the investigators are going to be drilling into as we speak to determine what was his path to get to this point where he committed this attack and we can now uh, report to you sources say that federal prosecutors have already drafted charges against uh, ahmed rahami and they could be announced as early as today it's unclear exactly what charges they will be likely related to the use of uh, IEDs. And again, we expect to hear from the NYPD here in the next uh, 15 minutes or so, updating the situation and uh, likely making a, an official announcement uh, that Rahami has been taken into custody. I understand we have Aaron back. And uh, Aaron, posing the question to you with, with all of the, the sources who you've been talking to since this broke on Saturday night, that with Rahami now in custody, this by no means ends the investigation. They believe that there may be more people involved. They're obviously going to be looking for any accomplices that Ahmed Rahami may have had. It's believed by some in law enforcement that he was the sole bomber, but they still haven't quite identified what his role might have allegedly been. He was never called a suspect or even a person of interest. The FBI had said they wanted to talk to Ahmed Rahami in connection with the explosion here in New York and the one in Seaside Park, New Jersey. And after this shootout with police, he has been injured, likely shot, taken to the hospital. They're certainly going to hope to question him. Yeah, that injury right now, uh, we see him on the gurney being placed into the back of an ambulance. He's got uh, a sheet over most of his body. He is strapped down on that gurney. Uh, there is blood coming through a bandage and what looks like his shirt pulled up uh, on his sleeve, on his right arm. On that sleeve, it uh, looks like blood has, has soaked through much of his clothing as well. Uh, his injury, not apparent. It is under either his clothing or likely that bandage uh, and also under the sheet that he is covered in. Uh, he is moving as he was put into the ambulance, his head back and forth. His uh, hair cropped very short on the top, uh, a beard uh, as well as he has put in. Wasn't talking to police, wasn't talking to, to the <laughs> medics who were putting him in. He was strapped down, seemed like, though, he was definitely conscious. I go back to Steve Gomez, formerly uh, of the 
FBI's L.A. office, now an ABC News analyst. Steve, where does this investigation go from here? They've got who may be the, the, the prime suspect. We don't know quite yet uh, his role compared to anybody else, but uh, may be the prime suspect in custody. Where do they go now? Well, it, it sounds like, uh, as has been mentioned, the, uh, the five people that were pulled over and stopped on the Verrazano Bridge last night um, were family members. So, so they, they've got probably a good head start on the profile that they are building on Rahimi, because th- the fact is they, they have to uh, they really have to understand who he is, who's he in contact with, what has he been doing? And those are the kinds of things that they're going to be really working on to try to figure out. Were there other people involved? Because that's the most important thing right now is are there other co-conspirators that uh, that assisted him in this? So they're going to be developing that profile and, and, and figuring out who are his connections with, whether it's here in the U.S. or abroad. If it's, if it's abroad, there's work that's going to be done with that as well. But eventually, we will probably see some connectivity with other individuals. It's just a matter of in what context were they helping him. Aaron Katursky, it seems like with incredible speed they got to this point this morning from Saturday night when we were talking and this was beginning to unfold. And at that time, there was talk of maybe this was a natural gas explosion. Then it turned into, no, this was a a device of some kind. Everything that unfolded yesterday to what we have this morning that uh, he is in custody right now. We are learning more as we speak, but it appears that they have the, the prime guy that they had been focusing on under arrest, injured and under arrest. It has been some incredible quick police work over the last 48 hours it really has alex they had important clues there was a pressure cooker discovered four blocks away from the explosion scene that did not detonate it in and once they were able to recover that in a white plastic bag they also found a cell phone that cell phone was used to trace ahmed rahami the cell phone traces back to him or one of the members of his family Rahami was also seen on surveillance images at the the scene of the explosion and at the scene where that undetonated pressure cooker was left. So they had the phone, they had the surveillance images, they put it together and they put out an alert to be on the lookout for this Ahmed Rahami with his picture. Very quickly, police engaged him in a shootout in Linden, New Jersey. At least one officer has been shot. It's believed that Rahami was also shot, but he is now in custody, not far from where he lived in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and on his way to the hospital for treatment, Alex. Yeah, quite clearly he has uh, some kind of injury, likely a uh, gunshot of some kind as he was put into that ambulance with blood soaking through his uh, bandage and through part of his clothes, but was conscious as he was put into that ambulance. Rich Frankel is joining us now, an ABC News analyst, former head of the uh, New Jersey FBI office, and uh, Rich, uh, you know the organization of New Jersey and uh, New York law enforcement oh so well, and you worked in counterterrorism for a long time. Uh, take us through what has happened in the, the last day and a half, two days, to get to this point uh, of what must have gone on to, to be able to, to narrow in on one specific suspect out of the sea of potential suspects out there and to track him down. Yeah, so... Um... As soon as uh, the uh, incident happened down in uh, Seaside uh, Heights, um, the FBI, uh, Joint Terrorism Task Force, uh, State Police, all the members of the task force got together, would start investigating this case, start following up on any and all leads, looking at videos, doing basically um, the, the, the normal uh, uh, investigative work that is done on uh, on every case that they do. Um, as 
it connected to the New York matter. You know, once that bomb went off and uh, they started seeing similarities, the Newark FBI uh, and Newark JTTF would join forces with the New York JTTF. Uh, over the years, uh, um, JTTFs around the country have always worked together, especially Newark and New York. Um, they're only uh, a few miles apart, and many of the matters that they do cross over the river and uh, are joint investigations. So they've got a great working relationship. NYPD, uh, New York State Police, New Jersey State Police, again, all would jump in on this together. The MPA, because of the connections between um, the rails, would be working with uh, the rail service too. So again, all the different um, uh, participants in the Joint Terrorism Task Force would be in working together on these matters. As uh, it starts shaping up, they would push this out to all the local law enforcement. You know, when you saw the BOA, they'd be on the lookout uh, for Rahami. Um, uh, they would be in constant contact with their local partners. Uh, the um, relationship, again, between the Joint Terrorism Task Force, the FBI in Newark, and local law enforcement in New Jersey is excellent. It's um, the best that I've ever seen. So I'm sure that they were talking, um, you know, uh, passing uh, any and all information out there. While this is going on, they're also speaking to the prosecutor's office, the Southern, I'm sorry, the um, uh, the Southern District of New York, as well as the uh, New Jersey um, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office based here in Newark, and um, discussing how and what uh, legal processes should be used, as well if they catch somebody, um, what charges should be brought. So as soon as they um, uh, found Rahami, uh, it, it's very easy for them to start uh, putting together those um, uh, legal processes, start getting ready for an indictment or a complaint that they can charge Rahami with. And Rich, to that point, sources are telling us that federal prosecutors have already drafted charges against Rahami. It's so clearly exactly what you say. They had been working on this. They just pretty much needed to fill in the blank of the name of who they were going to charge here. Uh, and they could be announced as early as today, today. Unclear exactly what the charges would be likely related to the use uh, of IEDs. Rich, does it surprise you that, that he went down in some kind of, of firefight? It seems like this guy did not want to die, that he was placing these bombs, setting them off remotely, it appears, from some kind of cell phone device, and that he would go down with a fight not far from where he lived. Yeah, um, uh, it, it, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's unusual. Um, you know, we've seen this before in the past, uh, whether it's Boston or some of the uh, uh, other uh, incidents, um, you know, uh, Shazad, uh, the Times Square bomber. Uh, you, you know, these guys... Um, like you said, they don't want to. Uh, this guy did not want to be uh, uh, killed. He, he's not a suicide bomber. They were remote um, uh, matters, uh, remote bombs. Uh, on this occasion, I think this guy just, as you said, did not want to be caught. Um, he was willing to do anything not to be caught. That's why he was involved in the gunfight. Uh, what he wanted to do is probably be able to do this again another day. Uh, we've seen this in a lot of the uh, other uh, terrorists that we've arrested over the years. Um, the ones that have not committed the suicide bombs, they have said that they do this so that they can do an attack on one day, and then as soon as possible they can do the next attack so that they can take down as many innocent civilians as possible. Ramani moments ago being put into an ambulance uh, in Linden, New Jersey. Uh, as he was being put into that ambulance, he was uh, clearly conscious, moving his head back and forth. Uh, not a lot of uh, real frantic activity around him. Two paramedics lifting his gurney and putting it into the back of 
an ambulance, some police standing around the ambulance protecting it to make sure that nobody got too close. Uh, he has a beard. He has a very short uh, shaved head. Uh, it, it's uh, cropped very, very close. Uh, he's got uh, blood that appears to be coming through a bandage and through his clothing. His shirt either ripped off of him or pulled up a bit on his right arm, and that's the area where it looks like the blood is coming out of. He also had a sheet from the ambulance, from the gurney, uh, over him like a bed sheet, so we couldn't see all of his body and where his injuries may be. But uh, it does appear, at least right now, as he was being put into that ambulance uh, a short time ago, that he was uh, definitely uh, conscious, even though he did not appear to be talking to, to police or to uh, the paramedics who were uh, attending to him. Uh, Rich Frankel, I want to go back to you. And the fact that, that now he is in custody, is there still a fear that there may be more bombs out there? Could he have planted, obviously, more bombs that could go off? It doesn't seem like right now that, that all of the, the worry would be over. That sounds sounds like uh, we we lost Rich. I, I can ask uh, Steve Gomez if we got Steve uh, with you with us here. Steve, let me ask that question to you: that if they they've got him in custody, there's no knowing here, right? If he were to to put bombs in other places that were set to go off today, tomorrow, sometime in the next couple of days. Oh, it, it, exactly. I mean, for for all we know, there were other devices that he planted um, throughout the weekend that have not gone off that he had not. Um, you know, triggered. I, I would assume, though, that at this point, given the fact that there were four and uh, and they were being triggered, and uh, once, especially his, uh, his, you know, his face and his name was out there, I'm sure he knew that that the manhunt was going on, that he would have started triggering all of these devices. So, I, I, I'm sure that there was there was a certain point where he put everything out there, triggered them all, and then it's a matter of you know what we. Then you know found and responded to. So I think that's uh, that's where we are right now. I, yeah, that's part of the investigation, though. They are definitely going to be searching his uh, his residence and the locations that are tied to him in order to try to figure out if uh, if there is evidence of additional bomb making that might you know at least identify other locations or other um, devices that were made and put out there. Hey, Steve, thanks. Let's go back to to Aaron Katursky. Aaron, as you've been collecting information, uh, what have you been finding out here about this arrest? Well, this came uh, after a shootout with police in Linden, New Jersey. At least one officer shot and wounded, and the, the uh, Rahami himself seems to have been injured, apparently shot, taken to the hospital, but alive, Alex, and that's crucial so that they can attempt to, to question him and find out if there are any other devices planted somewhere. Even as they were urgently conducting this manhunt for him, a homeless man digging through the garbage near the train station in Elizabeth, New Jersey, discovered pipe bombs in a discarded backpack. One of those bombs went off when uh, the authorities were trying to render it safe. The suspicion is that Rahami is the bomber. In fact, one senior law enforcement official told ABC News the bomber is down. But they're not going to rest on that. They want to make sure they have everyone involved apprehended. As of right now, police are definitely focusing in on Rahami, and uh, it is unknown at this point if there was anybody else working with him. Police are working on that right now. We expect to hear from police shortly. ABC's Aaron Katursky, thank you uh, for all the work he's been doing tracking down this story uh, since it broke on Saturday night. What we know right now, 28-year-old Ahmed Rahami, he is in custody. Police took him into custody a short time ago in Linden, New Jersey, not far away from his home in Elizabeth, New Jersey. He was shot, it appears, by police. He also shot a police officer in the takedown. We saw him being put into the back of an ambulance, moving his head around, was definitely conscious, but 
uh, did have some injuries. Blood was soaking through uh, a bandage that he had and part of his shirt. We're going to continue to cover this for you as it breaks throughout the day. I'm Alex Stone, and you've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News honored winner for the third straight year with the Edward R. Murrow Award for overall excellence in television and radio. ABC News, America's number one news choice. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.